This is Mark Morin with 206.com, and I am here with filmmakers for the uh, film playing here at the Seattle International Film Festival called Francis Ferguson. I'm sitting with Mr. Bob Byington and Ms. Kaylee Willis. Did I pronounce that right? Willis, but yes. Willis. Oh, thank Close you. Enough. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Well, thanks for being here with me today. You know, first thing I was really curious about is uh, where did the idea for this film come from? I saw that you both co-wrote the original story for the film. Yeah, we were involved with with the story, and then we worked with a writer. But yeah, we had been working on something that was going to be a short film, and then kept reading about the New York Post teachers, in the New York Post, and I guess one day decided to change the character from uh, what we've been working on into one of the teachers. I think we remember it a little differently. It's uh, it was a little bit blurry for me, or it was a slower process. Did I tell you that we were going to do that, or? Yeah, I think you saw. I remember you reading a New York Post article one day, and then you were just like, "I think this is for Fran. This is the future for Fran." Her name was Parfait at that point, and,、uh, and then we changed that、mm-hmm. to her daughter. And then, yeah, one thing led to another, and there we were. The subject matter of the film, you know, being the teacher who takes some liberties with, you know, after some troubling times in her own.、Uh, Own life,、uh, you know. There's, there's been like you were just saying. There's been, you know, stories that pop up around the country. Like here in the in Washington, we had our Mary Kay Letourneau several years ago. So, did you draw a lot of influence from those different types of stories that were out there in the world? I think maybe more casually than formally. Like we would send them back to back and forth whenever we'd see them and read them, you know, and just talk about them. And there were just so I think just the vast number of them was just like intriguing. And then I think Bob. Had said that the mugshots looked similar, or the the perpetrators looked similar, similarly aged, you know, and it was it just seemed like a phenomenon of sorts. A lot of them were like 24, which was Kaylee's age, and it yeah, it, there seemed to be a connection to them being sort of able to pass for a high school student on some level if they wanted to. That gave the crime a different dimension than it might. You know, have otherwise. So the the male teachers, I don't think they really talk about like being able to pass. Like they're all kind of they have a different demographic, I think.、Right. The men, but the the women, I think the subtext is that they could be in high school. The character of、uh, Frances, very distinct personality based on what she had gone through in life, and then that kind of carries over to the overall tone of the movie. And then I notice with you know Nick Offerman. Doing the narration, it kind of completes that kind of overall style of the film. Can you talk about like where did that style originate? Was it from her character? Was it from Nick coming in and providing his influence? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's similar in the vein of tone of your other films. Would you say that? Yes, no. I mean, it was the first time I took on a female protagonist in a film, and you know, Kaylee's talked about it. You know, Fran is is not disconnected from Kaylee's personality. It's just that, like you said, you took some of the things about yourself and exaggerated them. And so, to me, it's a little bit more like a document about this woman playing this part, and a little less about like you know any any plans or ideas about. Saying something, and then you know Nick is just a guy I've worked with who we've just gotten good at writing Nick, and so a lot of that voiceover is me and the writer, and and sometimes Kaylee just working and figuring out stuff for him to say. 
I noticed a lot of different cast members who really fit those roles. Like, you know, Nick, for example, you seem to be perfect for Fran. And then also people just like David Crumholtz coming in in his role. Was this, you know, like you're saying, you worked with Nick quite a bit. Did you kind of pull from people you've worked with before knowing who they were to fit these roles? Or was there more of just kind of a general casting process? Yeah, I remember that a little bit. And then I think you have a better kind of remember, memory about some of the casting. But uh, I do know David's a guy I wanted to work with. And um, I had not, I had I had worked with him many years ago, but we got lucky with, with David because he's just like so good in the movie. And so what I dreamed he would be when I thought maybe he would work with us. His performance stands out among a lot of performances I like. And then... Um, you worked with Jennifer. You I worked, worked with, with Jennifer. Keith. I discovered Keith Polson. He was in Registered Sex Offender, and he was so good that we, we made him one of the um, big parts in the next film, and then he's the lead in the film after that. And so he's an actor I like a lot. I um, had a strange experience with making a film with him, and then I took that film on the festival circuit in 2009, and everyone who saw the film said the same thing about the film, which is, who is the little brother? He's incredible. <laughs> and that happened... 45 times and then, and then I decided to team Keith with Nick. Yeah, at that point you kind of know that's, a, that's somebody you want to keep working with. Yes, but Kaylee's kind of the fulcrum and, and so, you know, her chemistry with everybody is, I mean, she had to make all that work in a way that I, I still don't know that she did it. <laughs> well, and then we had, we had so many, some of the people were just local to Nebraska. Oh, okay. So it was actually an interesting mix of, I feel like, people you'd worked with before and knew, you know, what they would be like in the parts that we were planned for them, you know, and then people that just magically kind of appeared in Nebraska. Nice. Now, speaking of Nebraska, from what I understand and reading a little bit about the film, is you had targeted that specific town? Well, I was in Seattle in 2017, and I had to get to Oklahoma City. So I decided to fly to Denver and drive through western Nebraska down to Oklahoma City. Part of the reason was I had some family friends who owned an outdoor mall in western Nebraska that I wanted to see. And I also wanted to visit the prison in the town. And once I visited those two places, I knew that, that it made a lot of sense to try to make the movie there. And it, it, it wouldn't make any sense to try to make the movie in a in a town of any size right because the idea is that and you know that everybody knows you could pretend i guess in a bigger city but i didn't i didn't want to do that was there specific things about the town you had mentioned the mall and the prison but just aesthetically was there certain things that appealed to you that you were looking for that said this is the location that's a good question the town was so amenable to our filming and it was such a I mean, it, there was a picture book quality to the idea of shooting a film there because everywhere you would go, and this was all in a very concentrated area, they had the you know, they had the downtown that had sort of been abandoned. They had, as I say, the prison where they were really amenable. They had a courthouse that they all the, threw at us to shoot at. I don't know. I couldn't get over it, really. I had made a film in Austin before that, and, and they're pretty grumpy about filming in Austin now. Really? So they were really welcoming and wanting you to do as much they as possible. They want you, yeah, yeah. They open their homes to you and say, please shoot your film here. And, and that Austin jumped the shark like 10 years ago. For Kaylee, for the playing this type of a character, it's not really the type of character you normally see going to the cinema, a very distinct personality. Is there there any type of a special preparation that you would, you would go through to, to build yourself into to filming those scenes? Since we had talked, well, we did kind of like we would do, I feel like we would read, we did a couple like test shoots. 
seen Jack Nicholson with the axe before he shoots that scene in The Shining? No. Did I do that? <laughs> I was like, well, we keep hearing that that it's a specific performance, which it is, but it's not as deliberate as it might seem. I see. Or can you say that, or would I have to say that? <laughs> You're a very skilled actor, but it's not like we didn't set out to make her like. She seems to be received a little bit as more constructed than I think she is.、Sure. Like I say, I think it's just a couple settings off of.、Mm-hmm. You just dropped a couple settings, right?、Mm-hmm. And I just tamped down. <laughs> well, I remember us like reading, doing readings, and like you know trying test shoots and being like that was Fran, that was not, you know, and just kind of like practicing Fran, I guess,、sure. and just kind of picking out, weeding in and out, like what was her, what wasn't her. And some of those things were like elements of me, or some of them were written. I think, you know, or things Bob was suggesting. I don't really remember that. Really? I remember shooting. I remember shooting that one scene. I was trying to read. It was when it was parfait. It was when it was the short. But I think since we had that other piece kind of constructed before starting. Do you remember something you did that wasn't Fran in the rehearsal? I remember you saying things weren't Fran, or more saying that was Fran. You know what I mean? Like that's actually right. Like something that that's right, and everything else was like maybe, maybe not. You know?、Sure. I think the special preparation was just kind of like accidental in that we had already workshopped the character for、mm-hmm. a different environment. But then I think you'd said she was meant to be claustrophobic in the in like a relationship environment in the short. And then she's still claustrophobic, but she's you know kind of up the ante by going right, to right. prison. <laughs> yeah, she definitely seemed like she was okay with every step of the way. Like she made、yeah. the decision, and she's like, "This is just what I'm doing." Everybody else looks at it as outrageous, but here I am. Right. You know,、yeah. this is how it is.、So. And that's deliberate. I mean,、yeah. I I wanted to make a movie where where you know going to prison is the same as your wedding as an、mm-hmm. event, and you don't. You're not able to tell the difference about you know what type of time you're supposed to be having. Right, right. Yeah, that was one of the things that really made me think while watching the film is because people say that you know you're supposed to react a certain way during these type of moments, but really, are you supposed to act a certain way? And really, kind of your choice. And she really took liberties with making that exact choice of. This is how I'm going to act during this situation. I don't care what what other people think. So I think that's kind of where I was coming from asking that question. Is she was so I guess you use the word deliberate of this is who I am. This exactly who who I'm going to be and forget everybody else's opinion. So right, and it's hard because when you're finished with the film, you want to market the film as skillful and like you knew what you were doing.、Mm-hmm. But then when you're making it, <laughs> when you're making it, that's not really what's happening. You're, you're doing the best you can and.、Uh, Well, I remember you saying, wasn't there that news story about some guy who like tried to rob a bank of like two dollars or something so he could go to prison because he was so ha- unhappy in his marriage? That wasn't me. Oh yeah, that's not what I was exactly accusing <laughs> you. I remember it. Didn't you tell me about that though? No, I'm saying I didn't tell you about that. Nor、oh. was I the cause. <laughs> you were protesting your、oh. innocence. <laughs> I, I have. Interesting. In, I was in an argument with a woman once, and I said to myself, I would prefer being incarcerated to being in this discussion. <laughs> But I tried to. You think that I made up? <laughs> I just made up this other story. I may have told you that story about that、oh、conversation. Oh my gosh! No, I don't remember that. I remember. 
But either way, <laughs> that stuck in my mind about like her normal life might actually be worse. You know, she like doesn't mind prison, and right, right. actually everything else was prison. You know, I knew that she would have a relationship with mom and a relationship in the marriage and relationship with daughter, and they were all going to be relationships that left room for improvement when we when we met them. And that was meant to. To move the narrative toward the affair with the boy. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of、uh, instances of you know relationships and broken relationships. But I I actually like the fact that you didn't really explore those histories. Like you didn't really feel the need to say this is all the reasons why mom and Fran don't get along. You, you That's the lack of skill that I was referring to earlier. Oh no, <laughs> we just don't know how to do.、That. We chopped some of it. And cut it. Yeah, it was cut because I didn't know how to do it. Gotcha. Well,、But、glad. I... <laughs> no, it's, I I like that because、it. yeah, because to me it I thought it was better to not have to go into all that stuff. I felt、sure. like you don't really need to.、Yeah. You know, it was better that just like okay, here's the relationship as it is. Clearly, there's something there, and she's moving. It seemed like she just kept moving forward、now、regardless、what? of the circumstances. So you know, kind of like what we were just talking about. But yeah, it's just, it's funny how. Like you're saying, stuff like that can maybe be unintentional, but it's it's still there. So yeah, that's what makes a lot of these films, you know, interesting. But was there any type of、uh, messaging that you were wanting to get across in in making the film? Send that one your way. Do you think I have a good answer for that? <laughs> for me, I mean, I've said this, and I know you don't like this word, but I think it's interesting, you know, exploring unlikable leads, you know,、sure. and unlikable. Female leads and just like the decision making and you know that she's not obviously not perfect and in any way and then seeing like you know the act of turning inward is like her big step even though it seems very minor and subtle and just sitting like hmm something's wrong <laughs> what have I done to be involved in that. Well, to me, I, I agree with that, and you use the, the word unlikable. In a way, though, she's I feel that she's more relatable. Because of the decision she's making, yeah, you know, it's not like a classic Hollywood formula where they're making all of、yeah. the classic Hollywood formula decisions, and you know, ends up with the you know happy ending at the end、yeah. that we、yeah. think is supposed to be the happy ending. She was making decisions that we might you know make you know not some of the more extreme ones, obviously, but、yeah. you know, who knows? You know,、yeah. the, I thought her decision making process was、uh, I'll use the word again a little more relatable than other types of films that that you watch that are out there. So I thought it, it was a really good use of that type of character. So okay, cool. yeah, I'm glad you said that that that's where you were wanting to to project that. Yeah.、Cool. Uh, that's all the questions that I really have for today. Thanks for sitting with me. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? No, thank just you. thank you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. All right. Well, this is Mark Morin with 206.com. Thank you for listening.